At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Minnesota Tim Podcast, and joining me on the Minnesota Tim Podcast today is fantasy football guru, and 2013 Hall of Famer of Fantasy Sports, Paul Charging. Paul, thank you so much for taking time to join the podcast today. I'm confused about who the Tim is. <laughs> <laughs> that would be yours truly, right? All right, yeah, yeah it's, all right. So you're, you're making it very clear who's uh, who's in charge of this podcast. Yeah. I like. <laughs> well, thank you. I hope that's all a right. compliment. Minnesota Tim. Minnesota Tim. Yeah. All right. So, Paul, you started in the fantasy industry in 1993, and that's just two years after the internet even became accessible. The World Wide Web became a thing. Why did you enter the fantasy industry in 1993? Did you feel like it was a big risk at that point? Or did you believe that it would become this big? Well, you, you couldn't have known it would become this big because the internet wasn't around yet. And so you know, back then, we just we created a weekly magazine at a time when there was literally nothing published, not a word on fantasy football once the season started. There were just preseason books and magazines. So we started an in-season magazine. And uh, got into the magazine business uh, somewhat arbitrarily. So yeah, that's um, that's how it all started. Was uh, was back then. We just made the magazine we'd like to read, and it was um, it was a ton of hard work back then, and it, well, it still is. And you know, we're, I'm out of the magazine business, but just you know, keeping up week to week is a lot of work. But back then, everything was just it was a lot harder. And but it was uh, it was a great learning experience and ended up being, um, you know, launching a what for me has been a lifelong career in the fantasy industry. So can't really can't really complain about that. Where did you get the idea to do it? I mean, did someone just suggest to you they should get into fantasy sports or was this just a wild idea that you had? Well, the, co- the, the co-founder of the magazine with me um, was a guy who was an accountant who had as one of his uh, one of his clients was the the main magazine distributor in the Twin Cities, and um, he test he did sort of a little test conversation with them about you know if I made if I made this magazine would you guys carry it would you distribute it for us and they agreed to do it um, it was a no risk proposition to them because they only had to pay for what sold and they didn't have to pay for what didn't sell and so we um, he approached me with it I had the journalism background. So I, you know, I worked on creating the magazine. He kind of ran the business side of the venture, and it ended up being a, a really good, uh, ended up being a good partnership. Our very first issue came out August of of nineteen ninety three, and we we hit the market with uh, the magazine, and it sold out in two days. 
<laughs> and so then we we reprinted it. It was just in the Twin Cities here. So we went back on the went back on the presses, reprinted it again, and um, and got it back out again. And, and that ended up being sort of the the launch to it. We you know we ended up finding out that there's diminishing interest in fantasy football as get people get knocked out more and more. Yeah. Uh, but um, as, over the course of a season. But we ended up having a good first year, and we actually outsold Sports Illustrated in the Twin oh, Cities in our first year. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Fantasy football is kicking off right now. Preseason's underway. Fantasy football drafts are happening every day all over America right now. Mm-hmm. As you're preparing these cheat sheets that you've prepared on Guillotine Leagues, and people can check those out at guillotineleagues.com, how do you navigate through bias when you're – picking or choosing what you expect a player to um, to uh, achieve this season? Well, I mean, they're asking for your bias, right? I mean, it's not like I, I'm a lifelong Viking fan. I'd like the Vikings to win, but, you know, there's there was never any bias like that. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to damage my own reputation by <laughs> re- over-recommending Vikings. Um, you know, that only that would only hurt. That only ultimately hurt me. So, CJ Ham, 20 points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. CJ Ham, first pick overall. Um, <laughs> there's uh, so that part of it's pretty easy to balance. But people want to they want you to um, put your own stamp on on your rankings. They don't want something that looks like everybody else's uh, everybody else's player ranking. So I do that a lot. I, I really try. I make an effort to put um put new uh put my personal preference and biases into my rankings and you know and then back it up with you know why you know why i I think those things Hmm. what does your hate mail look like after each week um in the nfl do a lot of people give you some hate on twitter and your email well usually around kirk cousins because i'm a kirk Cousins supporter and a lot there's a lot of frustration on twitter over kirk and and so that's, you know, that's a lot of it is the, is the Kirk Cousins, you know, he throws an interception, people get my grill and, you know, and then, you know, whatever, you know, the only threw seven interceptions all of last year, I believe. So, you know, you know, they can only say so much, but, you know, people like to vent at me and they like to get mad at me when they can't get mad at the team. Cause you know, nobody from the team's going to listen. So they vent at me a lot. So, you, you know, but you get used to that. It's just, you know, that, that comes with the territory and, if you don't take some chances on players who you like that are outside of the mainstream, you know, you're then you can you can never really um, you can never really, you know, give people ins- insightful information. I don't think it's so. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, just thick skin comes to the territory, Tim. <laughs> Absolutely. So then when you uh, so then when Kirk Cousins throws a touchdown pass, you're giving it right back, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that's uh, nuts. Well, OK, less now. Because, it, you know, the thing is, if if I go after if, if he throws a great pass and I'm like, ah, ha, ha, Twitter, here's the Kirk, right. blah, 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 then everybody then next he throws an interception two plays later. He's back at <laughs> You're just feeling the fire. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. So. Yeah. And you got to sometimes. I mean, that's just part of I mean, that's really what Twitter is. Just feeling the fire that's already brewing. Um, yeah. How many fantasy teams do you think is too much? I mean, back when I was in high school, I had five teams at one point in one year. I've slowed down on the fantasy football a little bit in recent years. Mm -hmm. Um, What would you say to someone who's asking, how many teams should I have this year? Well, it just depends on what else you got going in your life. I mean, Tim, you got a new baby. It's, you know, the right answer for you might be zero or one. Um, Or, you know, some people, they might be doing... They might be doing time right now. They might be in jail listening from uh, from jail. They got nothing but time. You know, they could be in in, you know, 40. I know people that are in 
40, 50 season long leagues. I know people that are in a thousand best ball leagues. And so it's, you know, it's all what your lifestyle can handle for you to still be a functional, responsible adult beyond, you know, beyond fantasy. Hmm. But then you don't want to, you know, if you have way too many teams, you don't want to be cheering against one team and cheering for another one if they're both contending yeah, teams, but you, right? You know, here's the thing. Here's the, when you get to like, once you get to like five leagues, then it's that all that goes away because you got, you know, you got everybody somewhere. So right. then it just sort of all blends. And, you know, <laughs> it, at that point, it doesn't even matter much, Tim. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Who's a player that a lot of people love in fantasy football that you're a little bit hesitant to draft this season? Cam Akers is the running back for uh, the Rams coming off uh, an Achilles injury from last year. And while everybody wants to have the starting running back from the Super Bowl champions, which is reasonable, um, you know, the catch is history of the league. No running back has come back to have a meaningful career after an Achilles injury. So uh, I'm just, you know, I'm going to let right now he's going off the board, uh, roughly pick 30 overall. Hmm. I'm, I'm not, I don't even have as, as the 30th running back. So I, I'm not, uh, I'm not, that's a guy that I am not going to risk if, you know, I don't know. There's not, there isn't a scenario you know, I could be in those 40 leagues and I don't, I don't know that I would have him on any league. So that's oh, really? the guy that's going the earliest that I will not have on my roster. Hmm. And then the exact opposite. Who is someone that's flying underneath the radar that uh, you would value higher than others? Well, this one you can go really, really deep on, right? I can give you names that you know nobody listening is gonna is gonna be you know even like know who these guys are. Level of sleepers, you know, like Antoine Wesley is one of my favorite. You know, the <laughs> oh, last yeah, pick guy. of the yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. But um, one of the one of the guys that I'm most out of lockstep with the industry on is Amari Cooper. <laughs> now in Cleveland, um, and you know, lots of tumult with the quarterback situation. We we don't know what's going to happen there, but here's what I do know: is there's nobody else to catch a ball yeah. in an otherwise very good offense. And you know, quarterback aside, so you know, and we know that Jacoby Brissett, even if he has to start the whole year, and he's going to be your starting quarterback, and they don't get Deshaun Watson at all. You know, Amari Cooper has the ability to be very good. Brissett was able to make Jalen Waddle a very good uh, player last year, very good receiver last year, and, and he was just a rookie. You know, Amari Cooper's probably better than him. So I'm excited about Amari Cooper. I've got him as my number 10 ranked wide receiver. Uh, he's normally going off the board. Let's Cooper, 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 Cooper. Hold on. Let me see here. <laughs> Cooper, where are you? Yeah, he's going off the board as wide receiver 22, and I've got him at 10. So <laughs> there you go. Hmm. Well, what's your take on Julio Jones? Now that the Buccaneers have a couple of wide receiver injuries and Rob Gronkowski's gone and Kyle Rudolph's mm -hmm. there, is Julio Jones a sleeper that you would consider this year? Nah, I don't know if I'd call him a sleeper because he's a household name. You know, the good sure. thing is you could draft him, play him until he inevitably gets hurt, which always seems to happen. Yeah. And then you could drop him. It's you know, a lot of it would depend a lot on, on whether or not Chris Godwin can come back from his ACL injury. If, if Godwin comes back, I don't like Julio Jones quite as much because that's if Godwin's out, I think they kind of have to force feed Julio a bit. So, hmm. yeah, I don't know. The lukewarm on Julio Jones. It's been a long time since we've had a reliable Julio Jones for even anything close to a full season. And man, for all of us that have endured his questionable status um, problems over the years. Yeah, it's 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 been tough. Hall of Fame career, by the way, in all probability. Yeah. Uh, but his last great season was 
2018. And the last two have been really a train wreck. When you look at auction leagues versus snake draft leagues, auctions have way more strategy in them. You can either spend your money right away or save it for later on in the rounds. And of course, it all depends on which players are being selected and on auction first. Of course, most people probably pick the best players in the beginning. Um, what would your strategy be? What would you advise somebody? Would you, would you advise people to spend 40 to $45 yeah. on two top players right away? No. Or would you advise them to save it a little bit? Well, I mean, yes and no. You know, A, go get your guys, because that's the beauty of, the, of, an, of an auction, is if you've got guys you really want, this opens the door to go get them. So go go get your guys, you know, and put your stamp on it. There's nothing worse than coming out of an auction, Tim, and you look at the roster and go, I don't even like these guys. You know, all I did was shop for value, which, and I've done that in the past where I'm like, oh, this guy's too much. No, this guy's too much. This guy's too much. I want to get done with my draft and go, That's that looks like my team because it's filled with players that I like. And I really like the players on this team. So go get the guys you want ideally you've got a lot of money at the halfway point of the draft because at the halfway point of the draft, half of your league's already tapped out. And then the other half is in, is in dire straits and they're, they're penny pinching already. And players that were going for 20 bucks are now going for 10 bucks, hmm. the same caliber of players. So you want to, you, if at all possible, have discretionary income at the halfway point of the auction. Guillotine leagues have just exploded, Charchian. And if you want to follow Charchian on Twitter, follow him at Paul Charchian. Um, why do you think they've exploded so much? And why do you think people have so much interest in these guillotine leagues? Well, it's because it's a new and exciting way to play. And we've been playing for a long time now. And so people are looking for variations. You know, you want to add a second league, a third league, or an eighth league. Um, something that feels really different. And the guillotine format is just so different from every other way that you've played in the past. And as a reminder, the way that it works is 18 teams start the season because there's 18 weeks in the season. We do not play head-to-head. Instead, the low-scoring team gets cut each week. So all you have to do is not be the low-scoring team in any given week. And when that team gets cut, their entire roster goes to the waiver wire. So now you get a whole roster's worth of players. And so hitting the waiver wire could be like mm, Dalvin Cook and Stefan Diggs and Tom Brady and James Conner and, I don't know, Terry McLaurin. I mean, you know, they, you know, a whole draft, somebody's whole draft of players hits the waiver wire, and that happens every week. And it is a thrilling in-season experience unlike any other. And because you're not playing to win, you're playing not to lose the guillotine league format and the mentality of roster construction is really different as well. And it means strategies. I mean, you talked a little bit about the strategy. It means strategies a lot different too, because there's a certain amount of money they can spend on these players that hit the waiver, right? Right. You get a thousand mythical dollars to spend over the course of the whole season. And so when Dalvin cook hits the waiver wire in week one, you might be like, man, I can get Dalvin cook on my roster week one. I could use him the rest of the year. Here's 500 bucks. Yeah, and, and and people do that, and it might work out. And if Dalvin Cook stays healthy and performs like he should, that might be five hundred dollars that are well spent. But next week, it might be Derrick Henry and Mike Evans and Aaron Rodgers and Michael Pittman and Javante Williams. And that's you know, so that hard. Might, yeah, right. <laughs> that is that's you know that's the issue. That's the beauty of the league, right? That I mean, is it. Really players, is. And somehow you have to lay off of them, right? I mean, it's, exactly. <laughs> that's and tough. So you, 
it's tough. And, you know, if you get chopped and you held all your funds, you get chopped and you're holding 950 bucks out of your thousand. Like, why didn't I spend? But the other side of it is if you can stay alive and get to Thanksgiving with most of that money left, holy cow, you're, you know, the teams are getting chopped are awesome. You, everybody else has tapped on money. And that's the, you know, that's the, the best possible scenario. Yeah. Last question, Paul, and uh, you can find Paul on Twitter at Paul Charchian. Like I mentioned, go to guillotineleagues.com to check out the leagues that Paul runs. He also is the podcast host of Fantasy Football Weekly and Chopped. Um, final question, like I mentioned, what is the craziest losing prize for fantasy football losers? Because inevitably, there's going to be a bunch of losers. Yeah, there's there's always the worst team in the league, and you're trying to disincentivize that guy from just like mailing it in, you know, the guy who starts one in six, we all know that guy, you know, and then that guy stops putting in a lineup and starts, you know, you know, whatever. And that's, those are all (laughs) starting injured players, stuff like that. So uh, a lot of leagues have instituted loser penalties. There's a lot of bad ones. Um, I'll mention a couple. One is the loser must get the tattoo of the winner's choice. Mm. So we don't, wow. what, whatever the winner wants that's to intense. permanently is, put like on your body, that's right. Um, so that's, you know, that's one of them. And, you know, the winner can decide what goes on there. So, you know, famously, um, one guy had to get Justin Bieber's face tattooed on his leg. That's a pretty, <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's insane. That is kind of insane, isn't it? Um, wow. an- another one is. The winner gets to, uh, well, the loser on Super Bowl Sunday has to be at the location of the winner's choice on that day. And it can be anywhere in the continental U.S., (laughs) anywhere. So they've sent people to International Falls, Minnesota. This is a league in Washington that I know. International Falls, Minnesota, because it's the northernmost point of the U.S. They've sent them to Devil's Tower. Um, so, you know, you're out in the middle of just like nowhere and you can't even enjoy the game and you got to watch, you know, your Super Bowl Sunday is spent there. And the last one that I know of that's particularly awful, I think, is the league gets to write a bunch of jokes that you have to perform verbatim at an open mic night in a comedy in a comedy place. <laughs> Not having read them beforehand. So you're going to read, you read them cold <laughs> at the wow. open mic night. Whew, people struggle with public speaking already. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. That is absolutely insane. Well, Paul, thank you so much for taking time to join the Minnesota Tim podcast today. I appreciate it. By the way, Kirk Cousins not feeling well today. Went home from practice. A walkthrough. What a sissy quarterback. Trade him today. Nothing like nothing like Tom Brady, who just decided he's going to up and leave the team for 10 days. Well, he's six-time, eight-time Super Bowl champion. He can do that, I guess. <laughs> uh, Paul, thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Thanks. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.